Welcome back to Reading with Rebecca. I'm Rebecca. Today we start Chapter 5 of Mrs. Pigwiggle by Betty McDonald. Chapter 5, The Radish Cure. Up to the time of this story, Patsy was just an everyday little girl. Sometimes she was good and sometimes she was naughty, but usually she did what her mother told her without too much fuss. But one morning, Patsy's mother filled the tub with a nice warm water and called Patsy to come and take her bath. Patsy came into the bathroom, but when she saw the nice warm tub of water, she began to scream and yell and kick and howl like a wild animal. Naturally, her mother was quite surprised to see her little girl acting so peculiar, but she didn't say anything, just took off Patsy's bathrobe and said, Now, Patsy, stop all this nonsense and hop in the tub. Patsy gave a piercing streak and ran from the bathroom, stark naked, and yelled, I won't take a bath. I won't ever take a bath. I hate baths. I hate baths. I hate baths. Patsy's mother let the water out of the tub and went downstairs to telephone her friends and find out if their children had ever behaved in this unusual fashion, if it was catching, and what to do about it. First, she called Mrs. Brown. She said, Hello, Mrs. Brown. This is Patsy's mother, and I'm having such a time this morning. Patsy simply will not take a bath. Pardon me just a minute, Mrs. Brown. She put down the telephone receiver and went over to Patsy, who was standing in the kitchen doorway listening to the telephone conversation and feeling very important. Patsy said, What did Mrs. Brown say to do with me, mother? Patsy's mother said, she hasn't told me yet, but while I'm finding out, you had better march right upstairs and get dressed, and then you can pick up that messy, sticky pasting work you left all over your room last night. Don't come downstairs until every single thing is put away. Patsy's mother picked up the telephone, and Mrs. Brown said, I'm sorry, but I can't offer any suggestions, because our little Pernella just adores to bathe. Perhaps Mrs. Gronto could help you. So Patsy's mother called Mrs. Gronto. She said, hello, Mrs. Gronto. I just called to ask if you could help me with Patsy. She won't take a bath and I'm at my wit's end, Mrs. Gronto said. Well, frankly, I don't know what to do or to suggest, but our little paraphernalia simply worships her bath. Of course, paraphernalia is quite a remarkable child anyway. Why, Tuesday afternoon, she said. Yes, yes, I know, said Patsy's mother quickly. Goodbye, Mrs. Grotto. Thank you very much. Then Patsy's mother called Mrs. Broomerack. Good morning, Mrs. Broomerack, she said a little too brightly. I wonder if you would do me a favor. Why, of course, dear, of course, said Mrs. Broomerack. Well, said Patsy's mother, this morning for the first time in her life, our little Patsy won't take a bath. That very idea seems to make her hysterical, and I don't know what to do, Mrs. Broomerack said. Why, you poor dear, all alone in that big house with an unmanageable child. Personally, I don't know what to say, because our little Cormorant looks forward to taking a bath. Bathing is his favorite pastime. In fact, sometimes we can't get him out of the tub. Why don't you let him stay in, then, said Patsy's mother. Because he might drown, squealed Mrs. Broomerack. Well, said Patsy's mother, and she hung up the phone. By this time, she was feeling rather depressed because it seemed that bathing was the most proper 
the most popular indoor sport with every child in town but her own dirty little girl. In desperation, she decided to call Mrs. Pigglewiggle. She should know about children, thought Patsy's mother. She certainly has her house crawling with them day and night. It certainly was fortunate for Patsy's mother that she thought of Mrs. Pigglewiggle, because although Mrs. Pigglewiggle has no children of her own and lives in an upside-down house, she understands children better than anybody in the whole world. She is always ready to stop whatever she is doing and have a tea party. She is glad to have children dig worms in her petunia garden. She has a large trunk full of scrap, scraps for dog clothes and another trunk full of valuable rocks with gold in them. She is delighted to have children pick up and look at all her little things, which she keeps on her table. And when Herbert Prentice dropped a glass ball that snowed on the children when you shook it, she said, Heavens, Herbert, don't cry. I'm so glad this happened. For years and years, I've wanted to know what was in the glass ball. Mrs. Pigglewiggle takes it for granted that you would want to try on her shoes and go wiggling around in high heels, which is probably why she was not all surprised when Patsy's mother told her about the bath. I suppose we all come to it sooner or later, she said. Well, from my experience, I would say the radish cure is probably the quickest and most lasting. The radish cure, said Patsy's mother. Yes, said Mrs. Pigglewiggle. The radish cure is just what Patsy needs. All you have to do is buy one package of radish seeds. The small red round ones are best and don't get that long white icicle type. Then let Patsy strictly alone, as far as washing concerned, for several weeks. And when she has half an inch of rich black dirt all over her, and after she is asleep at night, scatter radish seeds on her arms and head. Press them gently, and then just wait. I don't think you'll have to water them, because we are in the rainy season now, and she probably will go outdoors now and then. And the little radishes have three leaves. You may begin to pull the largest ones. Oh, yes, Patsy will probably look quite horrid before the radish cure is over. So if you find that she is scaring too many people or her father objects to having her around, you let me know and I'll be glad to take her over. You see, all of my visitors are children and dirt doesn't seem to frighten them. Patsy's mother thanked Mrs. Pigglewiggle very, very much for her kind advice and then called up Patsy's father and told him to be sure to bring home a package of radish seed. Early Red Globe, she thought they were called. The next morning, she didn't say one single word to Patsy about a bath, and Patsy was so sweet and didn't act like a wild animal. The next day was the same, and so was the next week. When Sunday came, Patsy was rather dark, blackish-gray color, so her mother suggested she stay home from Sunday school. Patsy's father, who by this time had been told of the radish curve, didn't say anything to Patsy about washing, but winced whenever he looked at her. By the end of the third week, they had to keep Patsy indoors all of the time because one morning she skipped out to get the mail and the postman, on seeing her straggly, uncombed, dust-caked hair and rapidly forming layer of topsoil on her face, neck, and arms, gave a terrified yell and fell down the front steps. Patsy seemed quite happy, though. Of course, it was getting hard to tell how she felt as her face was so caked with dirt and she couldn't smile, and she talked... Okay, is I'm Atsy, and I own take a nap. She also had to take teeny bites of food because she couldn't open her mouth more than a crack. Naturally, her father and mother had to stop having any friends in to visit except in the evenings when Patsy was in bed. And even when they were not at all comfortable for fear, Patsy wouldn't wake up and call, 
Ink, ink, ink of water, daddy. Really, bring me a drink of water, daddy. At last, however, the day came when Patsy was ready to blend. That night, when she was asleep, her mother and father tiptoed into her room and gently pressed the radish seeds onto her forehead, her arms, and the backs of her hands. When they finished, they were standing by her bed, gazing fondly at their handiwork. Patsy's father said, Repulsive little thing, isn't she? Patsy's mother said, Why, George, that's a terrible thing to say to your own child. My little girl is buried so deep in dirt that I can't even remember what she looks like, said Patsy's father as he stamped down the stairs. The radish cure is certainly hard on the parents. Quite a few days after that, Patsy awoke one morning, and there on the back of her hand, in fact on the back of both of her hands and her arms and on her forehead, were green leaves. Patsy tried to brush them off, but they were just bent over and sprang right up again. She jumped out of bed and ran down the stairs to the dining room where her mother and father were eating breakfast. Look, look at my hand, she squeaked. Her father said, behold the bloom of youth. And her mother said, George, then jumped up briskly, went over to Patsy, took a firm hold of the plants on her forehead and gave a quick jerk. Patsy squealed and her mother showed her the little red radishes she had pulled. Patsy tried to pull one out of her arm, but her hands were so caked with dirt that they couldn't grasp the little leaves, so her mother had to pull them. When they had finished one hand and part of the left arm, Patsy suddenly said, Other, I ain't an aff. What did you say? asked her mother, busy pulling the radishes and putting them in the neat little piles on the dining room tables. I want a bleh said Patsy so painfully that it cracked the mud on the left of her cheek. Patsy's mother said, I think it had better be a shower. And without another word, she went in and turned on the warm water. Patsy was in the shower all that day. She used up two whole bars of soap, and she didn't even come out for lunch. But when her father came home for dinner, there she was waiting for him by the door, clean, sweet, and smiling, and in her hand she had a plate of little radishes. That is the end of chapter five. We will start chapter six, the never want to go to better's cure very soon. See you then.